Welcome to another edition of the Adam Schefter Podcast, coming out of week 12 and on to week 13 of the NFL season. And today, we will be joined by Rich Eisen, the host of the Rich Eisen Show that airs on the Roku channel each weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern. My friend, my former co-sports editor of the Michigan Daily back in the mid to late 1980s, and we will look back, of course, at the Michigan-Ohio State game from this past weekend in Columbus, Ohio, in a game that Michigan still is talking about and will be talking about for a very long time. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Of course, we are coming out of the Thanksgiving week, and we talked last week on this podcast about how it was going to be my first family's gathering of Thanksgiving in four years. But hold on. We have breaking news. As we've come to learn in the Schefter household, Thanksgiving now comes around once every four years, almost like a presidential election or the Olympics. And it struck again. And last week, we were supposed to go to my wife's cousins on Thanksgiving, again, for our first Thanksgiving in a very long time. And that Wednesday morning, my wife's parents called from Florida. They had been up all night throwing up. My wife didn't want them to make the trip. They decided not to come. And so our Thanksgiving plans got temporarily shelved or at least altered. So in place, we decided to have Thanksgiving at our house with my family and invited them over. And so I spent my Wednesday last week not getting ready to head over to my wife's cousins, but rather going out to get all the food that we would need to feed my parents, my sister and brother-in-law, their kids, my wife's sister and brother-in-law, whole big gathering at the Schefter household, got the turkey, got the sides, got the vegetables, the mac and cheese, got the desserts. And then lo and behold, on Wednesday night, my sister called that she had COVID. So we went from going to my wife's cousins on Thanksgiving to not having it there, to having it at our house, to not having it at our house for a big group. So let me just give you the recap now of the past four Thanksgivings. Three years ago, in the hospital, passing a kidney stone, no Thanksgiving. Two years ago, the pandemic, everybody missed Thanksgiving. Last year, my wife's cousin stops over with a bunch of books for me to sign for his college friends, spends three hours at our house, leaves, and two hours later, after leaving our house, test positive for COVID, as close contacts, we did not attend Thanksgiving out of consideration for others. No Thanksgiving last year. And then this year, the Thanksgiving at my wife's cousins at our house, both canceled. And so four straight years of no Thanksgiving. There can't be anybody in America that hasn't had Thanksgiving in four straight years. Am I right? This has to be some sort of record. And I feel bad because I've, as I've told some of my friends, my daughter, who just turned 14, is growing up not knowing what Thanksgiving is. But as one of my friends, there really is Thanksgiving. And we're hoping, but not counting, on experiencing it 
in 2023. Now, the flip side, the consolation to all this was that one of my college roommates was going to have a gathering on Saturday for the Michigan-Ohio State game. Get us all together. We weren't expecting much. We were hoping our team was going to show up, play a tough game, and play well enough to make it to the national championship game. Well, lo and behold, which we'll get into in a matter of moments here with Rich Eisen, the host of the Rich Eisen Show, Michigan comes out and played the most memorable game it's the most memorable game it's played since playing Ohio State last year. And this one might have been even more memorable than that one. But of course, there's a twist to this one as well. We had a great day, a glorious day. It was incredible. All the celebrations, my daughter was taking videos without us knowing of a celebrity, me and my college friends jumping around all over each other, acting like fools, little kids. It was glorious. And Monday morning, I'm about to fly to Indianapolis. My wife's parents put off their trip to New York last week and rescheduled it for this week. And all of a sudden, everything converged together again. On the way to the airport, the friend who hosted the Michigan-Ohio State outing tested positive for COVID. One of the other guests there tested positive for COVID. His wife tested positive for COVID. So now I was on my way to Indianapolis to do Monday Night Countdown, knowing that everybody's got COVID and there's probably a decent chance I'm going to get it. Now, my voice has been all throaty and scratchy. I thought for sure I had it. Debated whether I had to turn around. I decided to go. We did the show Monday night from Indianapolis where the Big Ten Championship will be played this upcoming weekend, Michigan versus Purdue. Came back this morning and tested negative. The first victory other than the Michigan-Ohio State game all week. I cannot believe that a COVID event actually went our way for now. Knock on wood, because that was a rapid test. The PCR is still pending. That'll be in in a couple of days. We'll see how that goes. But to recap, no Thanksgiving, four years running. We're hoping for Thanksgiving in 2023 with no expectations whatsoever that it actually will come off. But we did have the Michigan win over Ohio State to get us through it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Adam. To further reflect on that and the events of the weekend and Michigan's huge win, the host of the Rich Eisen Show that airs on the Roku channel from 12 to 3 each day, my friend, my colleague, Rich Eisen. Oh, yeah, Adam. How you doing, right? Okay. Hanging in there. Wait, 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 wait. We're on air here. We're at 45 minutes, right? I was going to have you out here by midnight tonight. How about that? 
Look at us. How are we feeling this morning about the big win? Oh, I'm feeling great, Adam. How are you feeling about the big win this morning? Rich. Rich. <laughs> that was unbelievable. It was. It was unbelievable. Unimaginable. I did not expect to see what we saw on Saturday. I would agree that of all the results, um, the actual um, matching and then improvement upon last year was uh, something that would have been low on the expectation list. But the fact that it was delivered makes it that much more delicious, Adam, um, that it that that certainly, you know, our concerns, I think uh, all Michigan fans going in was how Blake Corum's knee would hold up. And if it doesn't, then what? And the then what was positively stupendous. I mean, J.J. McCarthy um, just took the assignment and, and, and soaked it in and paid it forward. It was great, man. Soup to nuts. It was friggin' awesome. You know, the rant that you went on, on the Rich Eisen show on the Roku channel on Monday. There it is. Thank you, sir. That was outstanding, Rich. Which one? Which one? Which one? <laughs> Which one? How great was that answer? How great was that? Hey, Donovan Edwards, uh, on that run, when you uh, you got through the line of scrimmage and no one was there, and he goes, which one? <laughs> <laughs> and now we could say that about the last two Michigan wins, right, against Ohio State. Which one? I don't know. Which thinking. one did you enjoy more, Rich? Which, which one did you enjoy more? This one. Last year was great, obviously, in the fact that we've been waiting for it for a long time, and um, and it shut everyone up. Um, but having having then experienced that win in the state of Ohio, as I did in Canton for the Hall of Fame in the summer, and being amongst <laughs> the uh, the Buckeye fandom, although as you know, Adam, from your tenure at Michigan, there are a ton of Michigan students. And Michigan players, Woodson and um, and Desmond are obviously the two most famous ones to come from the state of Ohio. There's a lot of oh, yeah. folks from the state of Ohio who go to Michigan, who root for Michigan. So there's there's people in spots. But uh, to be amongst the Buckeye faithful in, in Canton for four days, immersed in that world, all I heard was it's a one-off, just you wait, you're running your mouth, you're writing checks that your mouth can't cash, blah, blah, blah. And now this happens. And as I said on, on my show on Monday, um, once tonight, I will be tuned into the Worldwide Leader to see how the College Football Committee uh, parses this all out, that uh, Ohio State's best argument, their argument, if they care to still make one, to make the college football playoffs, their best argument, their most rock-solid argument, their most uh, useful argument will be Hey, we lost to uh, the best team in the country. I mean, what, what what bigger win has there been than Michigan over us? Who's tougher to beat on your home turf than Michigan? Name me somebody else who's lost on their home turf to a team that was undefeated and is still undefeated. They have to use our greatness and our powerhouse performance as their best argument. It's chef's kiss, Adam. It is a chef's <laughs> kiss. Uh, this didn't happen last year because it ended the argument that whoever lost had no had no standing to make the, the final four. This year, you know, if it was a close game, 
if it was tight, whoever lost would have an argument. Now there was a blowout loser and that blowout loser's best argument is like, hey, how can you blame us? USC only lost by three to Utah and Alabama lost twice. They they lost by a combined four points. Those are terrific cases to be had. You, you know, Ohio State's best case is that they lost to an undefeated team at home who's so terrific that it shouldn't be discounted and it shouldn't count against them. It's just amazing, Adam. It's just great. Soup to nuts, as I said. You know what's the great part about it, Rich? I don't know how you are. I, I think you, you're probably a little bit more of a fan than I am to a certain extent. I don't get very excited about a sports team very often in my life. I don't. You, I, I, would, I think you do. I think you get a little bit more excited about, about the Jets, uh, about certain teams. I, I don't get like that. For me to get excited about a sporting win that doesn't involve one of my fantasy teams, it's very rare. You've spent more time than I have in an actual press box, Adam, in your career than I have. I mean, I do remember the couple of Rose Bowls that I, I, I did cover, and I remember them announcing in the booth there's no cheering in the press box, and we had to sit there as members of the Michigan Daily like we were, you know, uh, stone statues and it was so tough for me to do but um you know and then obviously seven years on sports center where they don't really care who you root for like they're not you're not they're not tuning in to see uh your personal opinions there or on total access the show that we did together for so many years at nfl network this show affords me the opportunity to talk about my gut my heart my feel my you know, all those visceral fandom feelings that I'm sure you still feel for Michigan. And maybe that's what your pod is for you. Just like this, my, my pod was, you know, has uh, brought, brought this show about eventually. Um, so, but I know you feel the same way about Michigan. I mean, you, you, you definitely do. I, I know that, Adam, as a fact. Of course, no, 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 Rich. I root for them. But what I'm saying is very rarely... Am I so wrapped up in the moment that I'm jumping up and down like a little boy in the videos that I sent you that my daughter recorded of me and my college roommates? Okay. That doesn't happen very Isn't often. That great? That's the beauty of college sports. As I described to my wife and some of my other friends, it was unexpectedly glorious over the weekend. I just was not expecting to feel like that. <laughs> well, that's all. Like, I just wasn't expecting to behave like a little well, and, boy. And, and again, that's what college sports will do is it makes you feel like you're back on campus. It makes you feel like you're back in college again. But, and, and it is something that, that is really wild for me. And that's, what's so exciting about these last two, these last two Novembers, Adam, is that for, you know, uh, seven years prior, it was the exact opposite. And I was sitting in, in my, my home or wherever I was watching the game. And I was just sitting there, you know, first quarter, second quarter, grabbing my kids and like, let's play a game on the floor. And I thought to myself, you know, how many Alabama fans or Ohio state fans or Clemson fans need to stop, you know, watching their biggest game of the year to just throw themselves into the love of their children. You know, like that's not what this is for. It's, it's for what we're talking about. These moments are built out of these games, what we're talking about. And we're now able to finally enjoy them like the rest of the world like we did enjoy them when we were in school i mean jim harbaugh was my first quarterback you know he was your he was your first quarterback too you know you were a year in front of me so you know uh we we watched three wins over ohio state 
out of the four years that we were there. Like that's the sort of experience that we had in college. So I think we're reconnecting with it. If you want to get deep into the psychology of it, like I, I'm a, I'm a 53 year old man with a lot of ish going on. You're, you're, you're right around that age too, you know? So um, we're, we're, we're feeling it and it's awesome. It's just friggin' great. It's great. Yeah. And now, and now, you know, this, we're just doing what we did last year and what we're doing this year, which is sitting back after this uh, win and looking over the steering wheel. I feel like, again, I'm hitting that penthouse button on the, on the elevator, tuning into ESPN tonight. Just see what does a college football playoff committee have in store for us? You know, what's, <laughs> what's the future? they're coming out your way this year, Rich going to be in SoFi, right? I already have my tickets and, 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 and uh, I, trust me, there are a ton of USC fans here who are uh, out of their skulls about how quickly things have come together with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. They feel like, you know, Hey, the Rams won their championship in that building. Why can't, they do the same thing here in Los Angeles, winning, you know, going for the championship against who knows, Georgia, TCU, Michigan, whoever else could be um, in that building and having a home, a, a home field advantage, if you will, kind of like the Rams did. Um, the only difference is most likely <laughs> that Los Angeles team isn't going to be taking on a team from Ohio like the Rams did. <laughs> oh, this is just great, Adam. I can't, uh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. It, it is, again, unexpectedly glorious. So how far do you think this team is going to go, Rich? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you. I, uh, last year, the feeling was, you know, house money. And I still have a similar feeling to that this time around. Um, and it is no slight to Cade McNamara, who's moxie and whose performance last year in the big game against Ohio State. And then obviously throughout that year and performing uh, in the COVID year while it lasted uh, deserves, you know, to have a place at the Michigan table forevermore. But J.J. McCarthy brings more to the table. And um, uh, that, that performance in that horseshoe in front of all those fans with their red X's and all of that business um, was unreal. And I think it gives us a totally different look. And I would assume for a national championship semifinal game, which, by the way, could be against Ohio State. You know, I think I saw something on the ESPN Instagram account of 50 percent chance for them to make the college football playoff. So um, all that said, uh, I, 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 it's possible, I would think you would know better than I would uh, with your ear to the ground that Blake Corm's knee could be well enough for him to play a month from now. Um, and if if the play-action game with Corum works as well in, in the national semifinal or championship game as it did against Ohio State, uh, you know, I think it, the defense shows up. They, they, could, they could take anybody down, man. This is real. This is more real than last year, I think. You know, last year, I remember they were playing Georgia in that Final Four game. And I don't watch a whole lot of college football, but I remember sitting down to watch that game. And I remember seeing the first play or two and thinking to myself, oh, my God, we've got no shot against this team. This team is loaded. Not that we weren't good. We were. But Georgia was off the charts good, which they were. And I don't know. I don't have a feel for these other teams like I do Michigan because I really don't pay much attention to the teams during the college football season because we're just a little busy then, Rich. 
Right. But in, when, when we got to Vegas for the draft, it kind of brought into focus just how difficult the task it was, right? Oh, yeah. With Aiden Hutchinson, one of the best defensive players we've ever seen at the school. I mean, he's up on in a conversation with Woodson, right? I mean, Charles did win the Heisman, obviously, and it was a two-way player. But Aiden Hutchinson was a defensive player for Michigan that wound up on the Heisman podium. And a Georgia Bulldog got drafted in front of him. And then many drafted behind him. And Jordan Davis was a beast. And, it, you know, to the point where the Philadelphia Eagles this year needed to get two guys to replace him when he went down, Jordan Davis. That's a guy that we were running into. <laughs> and and Quay Walker. And, I mean, my God. Uh, it, and and, and N'Kobe Dean, who, who was hurt and, and wound up getting drafted by the Eagles in later rounds. And he's going to be a beast when he's finally completely healthy. Look. Georgia deserved it last year, and we may see him again. I don't know. Uh, first up is Purdue, um, and I, I think even if the unthinkable happens, Michigan still clearly makes it into the Final Four, which is why I see them as a 99% chance to get in, along with 99.9% .9 for Georgia. Uh, TCU, and we'll see if, if USC wins, then, you know, that was the Rose Bowl I covered, um, actually, Adam, for the Michigan Daily after you graduated. I covered that Rose Bowl where um, it was Bo's last game and we went down to Todd Marinovich and I'll never forget sitting there in the Rose Bowl box, looking down at my flip card to see if there were two number 55s because the 55 on the field was everywhere, sideline to sideline. And his name was Junior Seau. And um, you're going to say that. And we still almost won the game. Bo, God bless him in his final big call of his legendary career calls for a fake punt and it works, but it's called back for holding. Not only was it a 10 yard penalty replay the down, but Bo threw his headset so hard. He nearly fell down. It was another 15 yards on top of it game over. And um, so obviously if Michigan winds up playing USC, it would be, I think it's something that I think the committee would find very appetizing um, uh, Michigan TCU would be of interest. And I, I'm not saying this just because, uh, uh, I'm it's, I'm not saying this to troll Adam. I'm going to say this literally on my show, probably about an hour from now. I don't think the country wants to see Michigan, Ohio state again. And that's, uh, that's the truth. You know, um, I, I don't think anybody wants to, you know, uh, watch that, a uh, rematch one more time. We already saw, um, uh, an Alabama, Georgia rematch. Uh, from a blowout that was a different result. Um, I don't know how satisfying that was to anybody that wasn't a Georgia fan. I, I just don't know if, if the playoff committee will do that. And if Ohio State does get in, I think they do match him up with Georgia just to see if there is a rematch. It would be for the whole shooting match again. They, they kind of set it up just like they did the previous Georgia-Alabama stuff. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Um, but all I know is... Uh, we're, we're, we're in, um, you and I had, uh, lifetime memories, uh, play out in front of our television sets over the weekend. And, um, I get to talk <laughs> about it on this show for 364 more days and Albert Breer is eating. Shit. So that's all. <laughs> and, and nobody, nobody, I, I don't even know if I should mention this, but nobody was stirring it up more that morning, inciting the fans to cheer against. Michigan, nobody was cheer inciting them to cheer more against the fans. Nobody was saying 
LFG on their Twitter feed. Nobody was talking about the dorks celebrating at like what Rich, how old are we? I'm gonna be 56 years old next month. Like, like, what are we talking about here? Come on. That's how we behave. This is how well we 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 all have our our loves of our teams and it all manifests in different ways. Albert has his um and he had uh an incredible run for a long time and um i use the past tense for a reason one is a one-off two is a had, trend. had had yep yep two's a trend sir two is a trend and we are trending and the trend points <laughs> up and out and um and his are or uh, 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 are up and in let's put it that way his is the other way it's, it's all good x it's fantastic and he knows it I've been texting him nonstop and he's melting down and it's awesome. It's great. My only regret is that I can't hear you as well as I'd like to during this interview. Cause I, I I'm basking in it already. I would like to bask in it even more, but it's all good. It's all good, man. But, 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 but I do want to say if Michigan goes and somehow at that time of the year, it's a bad time of the year to travel extra for me, but party at the Eisenhaus. If Michigan did yeah. a national championship oh, yeah. game. At SoFi, Let's see right? what we like, got going on here in SoFi. You know, my, my show is Adam. My show is literally just down the street um my we'll, we'll figure something out it'll be it but there's there there's chickens we haven't hatched a damn thing yet it's all good this is an incredible weekend and um we get yep. to live it and talk with our chests for the next year and it's great i love it on monday night i was in lucas oil stadium a building you've been in many 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 times you run many 40 yard dashes there to benefit saint jude's i could not help but think our school, our team will be there this weekend. That's right. Yeah. I was envision I was envisioning them as I'm walking the bowels of the stadium, coming through these halls and coming out of this locker room to take this field, to continue on this quest, to come bring home a national championship as I was in the building. And I posted a few pictures on Instagram, ready for you, Michigan football. Keep it going, ready for it. Like that's what I was thinking of as I was on the field. Five days from now, our guys will be there hoping to do their thing in front of uh no doubt uh, a bunch of uh uh purdue fans that don't have to travel very far absolutely uh, a bunch of michigan fans who will no doubt be there but here's the coolest thing about michigan winning a championship of the uh the big 10 championship in that building as they did last year adam is this will never get replicated i i, I would imagine will never get replicated there will never be another Big Ten coach who wins a championship in a building with his name in the ring of honor. I friggin' love that, that Jim Harbaugh gets to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, kids, that's me. That's Captain Comeback. That's Captain Comeback, baby. Right there, right there in the ring of honor in that stadium. It's so great for Jim, and I'm so happy for him and, and, and how, you know, just one last story for you. Yes. You know, when, when he took the gig, Adam, um, I, I got a, you know, a call from him cause you know, uh, I obviously had stayed in touch with him and I also, um, you know, briefly stayed in touch with him, but I'd also, uh, remember a time when he was, uh, he was with Stanford, I think at the time, and he was on the sideline with his brother in Ravens gear in Dallas in the game that closed down Texas stadium where Willis McGahey and the Ravens ran all over the Dallas Cowboys. And Harbaugh, Jim comes running off the field. And I said to him, as he ran off the field, he comes right up to me on the set. I just say, please come back. 
please take a Michigan job. Please take the Michigan job. Okay. It wasn't even open yet. And he just smiled broadly and kept running. And so I had also from this chair, when we first started this show, the show was born in 2014 and things were falling apart in San Francisco. And I used this space to beg, like just to politic for it. And people would call me up saying, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. And it finally happened. So I got a call from him. And I remember him saying to me, he goes, we're going to build a program here and it's going to be dominant. And that's the word that he used. You know how he speaks dominant. Like it was sounding like Bose. We're going to be dominant. We're going to be dominant and it's going to be great. It took a while, obviously. And there were a lot of downs more than there were ups. But what I saw, what I saw on Saturday was a dominant football team. And I am, I am so happy for him. Well, I'll say this to you. Yeah. 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 Go please, sir. <laughs> no, 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 what I was going to say to you is how many people, how many Michigan fans wanted Jim Harbaugh run out of town a few years ago? There are a lot of people and, and there are a lot of radio shows I've done, and there were many times I was asked about that. Never once, never once did I go the other way and say, you're never once. And I felt like I was one of the lone wolves standing there in support. And then last year, when I was in Ann Arbor for graduation, my son's college graduation, I saw Jim, spent some time with him. And I said, I want to thank you on behalf of all the Michigan fans for providing the memory that you did for leading the school to the victory over Ohio State in November for giving everybody one of those days where you get to turn to a sports fan. It was unbelievable. It never will be forgotten. And I want you to know how much me and so many others appreciate it. And he said something that I didn't remember till the other day when Aaron Bills, the team photographer who was there taking pictures of my family, said, do you remember when Jim said, wait till we do it in Columbus? <laughs> And I hadn't remembered until he said that, that Jim said, wait till we win in Columbus. And he was right. He was right, Rich. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I was like you. I was on so many radio shows where, you know, should Jim Harbaugh be fired? And I never I never twitched in that direction, which means I think, if I'm not mistaken, Dan Patrick did it to you, too. That must have been it. Usually does, yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget where he's from don't forget what state he's from adam deep down uh, like another you. one just keep digging down beneath that cool veneer of dp yes and, and rich we could say the name of that state it's not beneath it's us ohio. ohio right it is and it's the ohio state you know it's the it's not the school right. down say south. it say it, it. And exactly. we, could say, we could say it with glee right now yes Right, it's all Look good. Right back at you, and it's a pleasure to be on the Adax Schefter Show. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you join us from the Rich Eisen Show, which we will obviously tell people to watch and listen to. Rich, Thank I love you. you, brother. Love you, brother. How great is that, my friend, Rich Eisen? Again, we worked together back at the Michigan Daily. Who would have thought that all these years later he would be doing what he's doing? I would be doing what I'm doing. We both would still be reveling in big Michigan wins like the one over Ohio State this past weekend. Again, love having Rich on, love talking to Rich anytime. And it was fun when we used to work together at NFL Network. We got to talk on a regular daily basis, not as much anymore, but it doesn't mean my feelings for him have subsided any. All right, let's turn our attention now to week 13. And we have truly some tremendous matchups this week. And it starts Thursday night with the Bills in New England 
to take on the Patriots. Josh Allen, four and four versus the Patriots, including the playoffs, and the only quarterback with five or more wins versus the Patriots since 2000 are Peyton Manning and Ryan Tannehill. So Josh Allen looking to join that exclusive club. You'd have to think that maybe he's gotten a little bit of rest. Maybe the elbow is feeling better. We'll see how that works out before we get into some great matchups this weekend, like the Jets and Vikings. Vikings are rolling. They're 8-0 and in one-score games this season, tied with the 2009 Colts for the most consecutive one-score wins to begin a season in NFL history. Kevin O'Connell, a guest on the Adam Schefter podcast in the past, has gotten it done this season. He also was a backup quarterback for the Jets for two seasons back in 2009 and 10. He was third or fourth on the QB depth chart. Now he'll be taking on the Jets, who looked revitalized behind Mike White. Now, let me just point this out. Mike White, when he started his first NFL game last year, threw for 405 yards and three touchdowns. The key for Mike White will be to do this on a consistent basis, and it will be great to see. Jets fans are waiting for it. But I don't think that anybody should just assume that Mike White is the next Joe Namath because of the way he played Sunday during that win over the Chicago Bears. Really big for Mike White to build upon that. We get the Titans-Eagles, which means A.J. Brown, the Eagles receiver, gets to go up against the former team that declined to pay him what Philadelphia would that traded him to Philadelphia for the first-round pick that it used on Traylon Burks, who will also play in this game. And so the Titans went with a cheaper alternative at wide receiver. I'm sure A.J. Brown's going to remember that. And I'm sure that A.J. Brown's going to be looking to build upon that against the team that traded him away in April after he spent the first three seasons of his NFL career in Tennessee. Keep in mind, the Eagles are 4-0 and against AFC teams this season and have won six straight games against the AFC going back till last season. Of course, we have Deshaun Watson's return to Houston, and it'll be interesting to see what, if any, activity is outside the stadium. Will there be any protesters that day? Will there be anybody looking to make any statements about all the events that have surrounded Deshaun Watson and the civil lawsuits that were settled with all the allegations of sexual misconduct that were levied against him? That'll be quite the atmosphere for him to play his first NFL game in 700, 700 days. Wow. And then there's some great afternoon action later in the day. Two marquee matchups, to me, the two best matchups of the entire weekend. Dolphins 49ers with the Dolphins head coach, Mike McDaniel, going back to San Francisco where he worked under Kyle Shanahan from 2017 to 2021, first as their run game coordinator, then as their offensive coordinator before he takes the Miami job, brings Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson with him, brings the San Francisco flavor with his own style to Miami, and now he gets to pit it against the 49ers team that's coming on and playing better and better football right now. This, to me, is a great matchup. I know people could never imagine it, but it wouldn't be a shock if these two teams were to meet again later in the season. I'm just saying, I know it's a long shot. I know it sounds unlikely, but usually we get an unlikely matchup in the Super Bowl. And I'm just saying these two teams, I think both will contend for Super Bowl spots. And speaking of Super Bowl contenders, the other great afternoon matchup on Sunday, Chiefs-Bengals rematch 
of last season's AFC Championship game, which the Bengals won 27-24 in overtime in Kansas City, despite trailing 21-3 in the second quarter. I'm sure Kansas City is going to remember that game on Sunday when they host the Bengals again. And amazing that Joe Burrow's 2-0 versus Patrick Mahomes during his career, the most wins without a loss starting opposite the Chiefs quarterback. Tom Brady is the only other quarterback with at least three wins versus Patrick Mahomes. And it's amazing to me how the NFL schedule maker sometimes has these weeks where it's one compelling matchup after another. And this is one of those weeks where we get all these great games. There are other weeks you look at the schedule, you say, interesting, 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 but not must-see TV. This weekend, to me, a lot of these games are must-see TV. I want to see that 49ers-Dolphins game. I want to see that Chiefs-Bengals game. I want to see what happens when Deshaun Watson goes back to Houston. And then, of course, on Monday night, we will be in Tampa for the Monday night countdown show with the Buccaneers hosting the New Orleans Saints. All right, I want to thank my friend, my longtime friend, Rich Eisen, the host of the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel from 12 to 3 Eastern weekdays. I want to thank my great producers, Christina Buswell and Sarah Abbott. And I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast. Please join us again next week when we are scheduled to be joined by the Borgonzi brothers, Mike Borgonzi of the Chiefs front office, Dave Borgonzi of the Bears coaching staff. It's hard to say that over and over, Borgonzi, Borgonzi. I got to keep saying that and practicing it for our podcast for next week. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Hope all is well, be well, and stay safe. And one other thing for everybody out there, happy Thanksgiving.